Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a nice, chilled-out, cloudy day kind of beat on a Monday. It's the last Monday of January. Hour number three, Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he has chosen this beat specifically for you and me and, well, maybe himself. What's Yo, up, Zay? I love that you said cloudy because the artist of this song is a huge pothead. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Huge pothead. All right, so... Do I have any shot here? Do I have any chance? Probably not. Probably not? Okay, hit me with it. What is it? Devin the Dude, What a Job Instrumental. This song has featured Snoop Dogg and Andre 3000. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a classic. Wow, there's a lot of pot in that studio. Yeah. Devin the Dude, I don't even know what his pot intake is like. You're saying he's a big pothead? Huge. Oh, my God. Plus Snoop and Andre? Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, it's a classic. Devin the Dude. He's a legend in his own right. If you think of Houston rappers, you probably wouldn't say his name, but yeah, part of part of Face Mob. So he's rap a, a lot records rapper and producer. I don't think he's a producer. No, okay, All but right. he's a rapper. Yeah, Devin the Dude. So to be to give technical credit, you got to mention all three here: Devin the Dude, Snoop, and Andre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love this song. <laughs> this is a great song. Yeah, and now it makes total sense too. That makes sense. You put those three together, you're going to get a pretty chill beat. Not a lot of anger. No. Won't get a lot of anger coming out of that. No. Uh, Shout out to those guys and a good beat to start this hour. Uh, Longhorn basketball, NFL, the main two issues we're dealing with today. Cowboys fans, we've been asking you what you think of Life without Kellen Moore, and today the reports are he's going to head to the Chargers. So we've talked about that. Obviously, uh, Super Bowl 57 is now set. We're going back through the championship games, figuring out uh, everything that happened there, including all of the bulletin board material that the Kansas City Chiefs used to their advantage. They got pissed. They got mad. They were tired of hearing about Burrow. And the Cincinnati mayor even helped Kansas City out by throwing out a tired old man joke, tried to sound cool, but it didn't quite work. Like, say, anytime an older guy, an older man is going to try to use the uh, like a Who's Your Daddy reference, oh, you got to be careful because yeah. you, you're going to sound dorky. If, oh, I, if I tried that, it would have sounded completely dorky. It's such a cringe moment. He's wearing his stupid Bengals tie, and yeah, he thinks he's funny, and... You know, he thinks that his Bengals are just going to go into Arrowhead and defeat the, this year's MVP, which he going to win it. Like, it's just a matter of time of when they announce it. But mm-hmm. I think they just go 
take this year's MVP with all that talent on the offensive end. I know the defense hasn't been up to par at times, but when they're locked in, which they were last night, like the secondary, all those young guys and rookies that Andy Reid has on that side, they were tough last night. They got two picks out of Joe Burrow. Five sacks. We saw Chris Jones and what he did. Gay was solid, too. I just don't poke the bear any more than you have to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And then the other lesson I might learn from this game going into the Super Bowl is, is Kansas City going to be able to manufacture a little more of a running game? If I'm a Cincinnati fan, that to me is the reason they didn't win that game. They didn't run the ball like they had. Eight carries for Joe Mixon, and he was at 2.4 yards a carry. 13 carries between him and P. Ryan? That's it? That's odd. I mean, to me, that's what had made them them. The physicality of a run game. Even Kansas City, with what they'd done with Pacheco, they did get him 10 carries, but only 2.6 a carry. They only ended up with 20 as a team including the Mahomes carries. I'm going to tell Kansas City this right now because I'm rooting for them big time. I don't want to see the Eagles win this thing. From a Cowboys fan to y'all, Kansas City, run the ball. Run the ball. You have got to find some effective running game or they're going to do to you what they've been doing to other teams. They're going to hang a time of possession number on you that you will not see coming, and Patrick's going to be watching way too much of this game. You have to run the ball. Yeah, because the Eagles, they're getting more and more healthy, and they got a three-headed monster in Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Miles Sanders. If you add Jalen Hurts to that, that's a four-headed monster. He's just getting mm. more and more healthy as the weeks go on. It How seemed good like, is Gainwell? Oh, he's tough. He, Dude. He's, he's tough. And that's what I'm saying. Like Everybody's fresh. When you could sit Miles Sanders for possessions – and have Boston Scott and Kenneth Gangwell interchange out there. That's huge. Like That's why Miles Sanders has had such a huge season because he hasn't had to take on the load he's had to take on in recent years. Obviously, Jalen Hurts gotten better, and Nick Sirianni's putting them in great situations. But, yeah, like you said, Chad, which I completely agree with, they could just take the time out of the possession. They take time out of possessions with their slow, methodical way. Like they were doing that with the 49ers the whole game. Yeah. Long drives, slow, methodical, giving it to the running backs, having Jason Kelsey pull and those really good offensive linemen that they had. And, you know, with how bad San Francisco's offense was on the other side, they were able to do things like that. They only averaged 3.4 a carry, too. The Eagles. That's nothing. 3.4 a carry. But they also had one, uh, they had runs that busted of 10, 14, 13, and 17. Just slow, methodical, just beating you to death with a rusty old bat. That's what the Eagles want to do. And if, if the Chiefs walk into that game planning to run it 20 times, they're going to feed right into it. Yeah. And they're going to get bludgeoned. Yeah, say what you want about the 49ers defense. I know B Lane comes on our show and he just obliterates the Miko Ryan squad, just thinks they're so overrated. Yes. I think, you know, just a lot of energy and hope went out of the team when they knew Brock Purdy wasn't able to go out there and they sent Joshua Johnson mm-hmm. with that pathetic performance that he threw, dropping the ball and whatnot. But that defense, they were making Nick Bosa look very normal, like he was missing assignments. 
and Fred Warner was missing assignments. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Hufunga had that late hit out of bounds, very Joseph Osai like. Yeah, that gave mistake. them a, yeah. uh, more, uh, gave them a little bit more uh, 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 time to get score with Boston Scott in the goal line. So, yeah, they, they just made that really good 49ers de- uh, team look normal and look like they weren't the best defense in the league all year long. And if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, they do have guys, and that secondary did play well against Mm -hmm. Burrow last night. But, ah, man, they're not the 49ers, D. So can they keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, the Eagles, and then allow you know their guys and Jalen Hurts to run the football like they've been doing all season long? I would like to see – the Eagles lose too because Nick Sirianni, he's a cocky son of a B. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a cocky son of a B. And some, I think he needs to be put in this place. And I do love me some Andy Reid and would like to see Patrick Mahomes get another one. Plus, Jalen Hurts is still an OU guy as much as we don't think about him being an OU guy. He's an OU guy. Yeah, they just got to return to physicality, man. And uh, I'll tell you, Chris Jones could be a big part of it. I'm looking at his line here. Four total, three solos yesterday, two sacks, three TFLs, and five quarterback hits. He was so impactful in that game. And also, I loved that key third down. It was, I and mean, there's plenty of them, but there was a key third down kind of later, probably fourth, mid fourth quarter. That last big sack he got on Burrow, where he basically placed him on the ground. That was wonderful. Like modern NFL. Let me make sure I don't get called for dropping my weight on a quarterback. Yeah. He just sat Joe Burrow down. Like, Joe, you just wait right there until they blow this whistle. Okay, we're good. Big 95 was awesome. I thought yesterday. Steve Spagnolo, defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, was good. Yeah, I, I thought he was good yesterday. Joe Burrow made some incredible throws that just only Joe Burrow and not too many people can make. But Steve Spagnuolo, he was dealing. Like Chris Jones, mm-hmm. that sack you're talking about, he was lined up as the defensive end. Yeah, he was. Like he was on the edge yep. getting to those guys and stuff. And they were trying to throw, you know, tight ends on them. And, yeah, just moving those guys around. Again, the secondary with those rookies that they had making those big plays. Like They're going to need all of that and then some if they want to – Beat the Philadelphia Eagles on February 12th. Yeah, it's going to be a a lot of fun to watch. Somebody texted in, uh, you realize the Bengals got robbed on a very few important calls. If Osai hadn't committed that penalty, the game would have gone into overtime. Yeah, certainly. We've talked about that today. Uh, The Joseph Osai penalty, you feel bad for him, but then Kansas City takes advantage of it. And there were weird, weird calls there. Even though the Chiefs had to punt eventually in that sequence where they screwed the clock thing up, they still took time. You still took a little time away from the Bengals there. You had to, they had to stop them again on a set of downs. I didn't quite get what happened Joe there. Joe Burrow had an intentional grounding call that was uh, – nobody was around. P. Ryan was the closest person, but nobody was really around. It's just you don't like seeing that flag yeah, I didn't this lo- type of game. I didn't love that flag because I've seen quarterbacks get away with that before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I saw the replay, and Jim Nance saw it right when I did, it's like, wait, isn't that P. Ryan right there? Because I saw the offensive lineman at first. But I'm like, well, wait a second. He's he's footing that for I, P. You, Ryan. You swallowed the whistle right there. I would have, You yeah. swallowed the whistle. So I, I agree that one was a little bogus. The one where Joe Burrow gets hit yeah, in the you, end zone did, after he throws it. Did you think he should have gotten the roughing hell there? Hell no. I didn't Hell either. No. I didn't either. Let's play football. This is playoff football. Yeah. Get to the Super Bowl. No, yeah, yeah. we're it's, not calling that. I agree with that one. Yeah, AFC title game, man. Don't get up. Don't get up asking oh, for that. Come on, Joe. I get them getting up asking for it, but yeah, just, don't, you ain't gonna get it. No, no, no. Just, you shouldn't get it. 
Ever. You, you got to go to the huddle there. That's Be- week five or AFC championship game. They should never call that. My other quick criticism for the Bengals here, we'll get to some Texas basketball. If I'm going to rip the Cowboys for this, I got to be fair and rip everybody for it. What in the world are you throwing deep for on third and three? Why? Why? That ball that got tipped away and intercepted? Forget that you threw it into double coverage. Let's forget that for a second. Why are you throwing that far down the field on third and three? You had plenty of time, and you had two guys wide open at five and eight yards there. Move the sticks, Joe. Move the sticks, Zach Taylor. Why are you going for that on third and three? They were doing some risky stuff all night, Chad. Fourth and six, 35-yard pass to Jamar Chase from double coverage. Right. I they were playing. They were playing a little ignorant, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow and those yeah. guys. They, they were. They just played with that type of arrogance. Like y'all can't stop us no matter what. Whatever we do, mm. we're gonna move the ball down the field. And yeah, that's an odd move. When it doesn't work, it's what the hell are you doing? But when we see yeah. that fourth and six, and Joe Burrow throws it thirty-five yards down the field, Jamar Chase catches it. It's like, well. What can you say now? No, you're right. If that one falls incomplete, I probably would have said the same thing. Because yeah. that was double coverage. That was nuts. That was double coverage, and that was Higgins or Boyd. Who was that? That was Chase. That was Chase. Chase comes back to that ball, yeah. makes a great play, and then you're right. They look smart. He, but I didn't love that third and three call because in the tempo of that moment, to me it was just about keep on, keep it going, keep moving the sticks, and just get down there and get the lead because it's one thing that they had not had. They've been playing catch-up the whole day. Go get the lead. They Joe Burrow had some – Passes on the money that were just drops. Hayden Hurst dropped a huge pass in the back of the end zone right in his hands. Yeah. It was on the money. Now, it's a tough that catch. That was a tough catch. That's a tough catch for anybody. Tony Ooh. Gonzalez would tell you that's a tough catch. What a throw, by the, the way. throw? Holy It's smokes. like you have to catch it. It's like you have to catch it. Uh, fast uh. forward, there was a play, Chad. It hit Jamar Chase in the helmet. Yeah. It was down the field toward the sideline on the money. Hit Jamar Chase in the helmet. I thought he hit him in the hand when I saw it live speed, but then they showed the replay. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a pass. I don't know how you get the ball to go there. What That's amazing. A pass. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. They just didn't, yeah, you just, they didn't quite, you know, didn't quite finish those plays. And then obviously yeah, they but, put themselves in a situation where that OSI play really, really mattered. And then, you know, Bucker's solid kicker. Yeah. Sky Moore, that punt return, just to put him in the situation that where too. it goes. Huge. Yep, yep, yep. That's a huge 20-something yard punt return just to get them in closer field position to have a awful play for the Bengals to go that way. Yeah, that's why deep down, all those guys on the punt team, they're not ripping Osai because they know. Okay. They know deep down what they gave up. Sky Moore, big credit to him. That's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's a rookie doing that. Yeah, from a small school. Putting them into position. Yeah, what is he? Sky oh, is... Uh, uh, hang on, I got it right here. For some reason, I'm thinking Broncos. He's not a Wyoming guy. That's not Sky right. Sky is. I looked at this today. What is it? It is out west. No, no, no. Western Michigan. Western Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that name now. Yeah, I remember that name in draft prep. Sky Moore from Western Michigan. I know we got to move on, Chad, but yeah. so just this game was incredible. It's hard to talk about it because Patrick Mahomes had three wide receivers go out, but Tyler Boyd getting hurt, that slowed down the Bengals. That slowed them yeah, down. Yeah, it did. You're right. It slowed them down more than those three receivers getting hurt for Patrick Mahomes slowed them down on the Kansas City side. Yeah, and still bad. Because he was making some huge catches, and they couldn't guard him. So much focus goes on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd was making some big-time plays in that first half, and then he got his 
leg rolled up on, and that was it for him. And then another reason why I'd go right back to both teams. Why aren't you running the ball more? You're getting receivers hurt yeah. in this game. Andy Reid, old stubborn guy that loves to pass. Zach Taylor, young stubborn guy that loves to pass. Y'all don't want to run at all? Okay. Nah. Go ahead, Andy. Take that, take that plan with you to Arizona and see how it works. Just see how it works, dude. I'm going to need you to run the ball a little bit as a Cowboys fan. I don't want to see the Eagles hanging a, another Super Bowl banner if that's okay with you. All right, uh, we got Longhorn basketball tonight. They take on Baylor. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll make basketball a big focus for why today matters because it does matter for Texas. They do not need to look like they looked in Knoxville and then turn around and go clunker at home against Baylor before they head back out for a tour of the two Kansas schools. We'll get back into some Texas uh, basketball talk coming right up. Also, it is January 30th. There is one massive birthday, and it works because it's a basketball birthday that we do need to mention. But we'll talk some Texas hoops. Longhorn fans, let us know what you're thinking on the Specs text line, 337-3776. What do you want to see tonight against Baylor? Remember, it's an 8 o'clock tip right here on the Horn. Put a hump in your back and say, hey, 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 All right, we're rolling through a Monday. Hope you're safe out there. A little bit of precipitation falling. Let's hope it stays rain and doesn't freeze up. I think we're just above freezing right now. Zay, do I have any shot here? I guess in this one. You should have recognized the first person. Early on, I got a little John vibe. There you go. Yeah? Yeah, this Come. person, nah, you ain't going to get him. <laughs> Who's this? Too short. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, out of Oakland. Too short is shake that money. That's all the way back to like early '80s, right? Uh, yeah, late Maybe. '80s, late mostly okay. '90s. This song came out in the 2000s. Now, was Too Short a part of a group, or was Too Short always by himself? Uh, he was usually by himself. Okay, Solo a, Dolo. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah, is he short? This is the yeah. dorky question, but I don't think he's tall. <laughs> I always wondered if it was a the other way. Like, was he actually seven foot five, yeah. and he was called too short, or was he really like you know five one or something? Yeah, he's a short guy. Okay, uh, little John and too short with a uh, song to get us going this hour. We also had the Classics Four. I never realized they sang Spooky. I love the song, but I never knew it was them. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Led Zeppelin, Motley Crue also had a great beat to start the hour. A very chill beat from Devin the Dude. Snoop Dogg and Andre 3000. Oh, to be in that studio. To be in that studio and just hear the conversation. Oh, you're definitely going to get a secondhand high. Oh, my goodness. I'd have walked out of there hungry, <laughs> ready to roll. All right. Uh, hope you're having a good Monday. We've got a couple of uh, scheduling changes for you this week with the weather stuff that may happen in the next couple days. Uh, the normal signing day roundtable that we would do at Pluckers, we're going to adjust that. It's in the process of being moved right now to 
Thursday. So Thursday, we're going to have Longhorn Weekly out at the campus location of Pluckers, but we'll also have Ball Don't Lie, 3 to 7, out there for their show, as well as the signing day, uh, we'll do it as a review, signing day uh, roundtable, and that will be at the Pluckers on South Lamar. Also, on signing day Wednesday, uh, we are efforting now to bring you the Sark Press Conference to talk about the the class, and uh, that, I believe, is going to be 11 in the morning. So we're uh, planning those things for later in the week, and obviously we got Texas and Baylor for you coming up tonight. We're going to get into that right now in Why Today Matters, January 30th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Zay, sometimes I tell you Longhorn fans that watching your basketball team is not work. It's enjoyable. Whew, Saturday was work. That felt like work. Watching them play in Knoxville like that. You you broke it down really well earlier in the show, but they really did get, I mean, bum-rushed, out-physicaled, out-toughed, and you could just feel that Tennessee had an edge about them, like they didn't want to be anywhere else on the planet, and it felt like Texas could have been 10 different places. Yeah, that's the thing. Like They played with a certain edge that Texas didn't match, and that just shows how good Rick Barnes' crew is. That's a team that could win the Natty this year, and the Horns... You were a little disappointed with what they brought to the table, especially with your main guys. I mean, Marcus Carr, he got into a funk early with his foul trouble. Timmy Allen, you know, he really struggled, which he usually struggles with really athletic, longer wing guys, and that's what Rick Barnes' crew has a lot of. But if he's only going to get you six, that's never a good sign. You know, talking with Joe Cook, and I asked him, should – Coach Terry insert Serge Barry Rice into the starting lineup and maybe take a Tyrese Hunter out. Well, that might not be the answer. And Joe put out some really good stats with their uh, smaller lineup. You might want to look at Dylan Mitchell and say, look, guy, you got 11 minutes last game. You're a starter. You're not really giving us much. Mm-hmm. Like I, We know that you play hard, but you got to be productive also. And he just yeah, he didn't give you what you need somebody of Dylan Mitchell's caliber to give you. Now, neither did Dylan Zasu, neither did Christian Bishop. So all the big men really struggled. Right. And, you know, Kamwa was really good for Tennessee. Jordan James, he was physical down low in the horns, losing the rebounding battle 38-24. to 24. That's a serious problem. That was Second bad. chance points on the offensive end for Tennessee just came too easily. And then the Sakai Ziegler just completely outplaying Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. That that can't happen either. He put his foot on the gas, and that really showed with what Tennessee wanted to do offensively, and he was a force taking those guys out the game defensively along with Viscovi. So tonight, you know, you're not going to see that same physicality. Scott Drew's crew, they don't have that. They want to shoot a lot of threes. You know, if their three guards aren't hitting, then you have a really good chance. But problem is, it's hard to focus on all three of those guys, L.J. Cryer, he could get hot easily. Adam Flagler has a national championship ring under his belt. He could get hot. Mm-hmm. And then the lottery pick, Keontae George, he's going to look for his shot and could get it off at any time. And Scott Drew gives all three of those guys the green light. So tonight you got to bring something. you got to bring a lot of pride and understand that what you showed in Knoxville is unacceptable. Who cares how good – 
uh, Tennessee is. If you want to get to where you want to get to, Serge Abari Rice can't be the only guy to hoop. He can't be the only guy to step up and play. Brock Cunningham, maybe he might be getting turned to the starting lineup. I'll be okay with Brock uh, being in the starting lineup with the way Dylan Mitchell's been playing. We know Brock, it doesn't matter coming off the bench, starting, coming off the bus, staying at the gym overnight, he going to come ready to play. It don't matter. Brock's going to come ready to play. Mm-hmm. So I continue to say every week, Chad, and it's starting to get repetitive, the freshman got to give you something. Arterio Morris, he gave you a decent five. He had a nice little cut off of the uh, uh, the horn set, V set, where the guys are two guys are kind of at the top of the key, and the point guard could give it to both of those guys. He could do a lot in that motion. He had a nice little cut dunk and then hit a three, but then he gave up a three on Viscovi, and it's like Coach Terry lost complete faith in him. Hmm. Like He gave up a three uh, against Viscovi that led to a timeout, and we didn't see much of Arterio Morris for the rest of the game. Why? Like, throw the guy out there. He's going to make a mistake. But if he's going to make shots and, you know, get dunks and stuff, like, why not? We, you just need something else. And I know it's game to game, but just looking down the line, you're going to need those freshmen to give you something because this, the, the conference is just too deep. There's too much parity going around. You're going to have those nights where Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr aren't going to do well. So who's going to step up? You know, and I, I think it's going to be key for those other guys to step up. And it's not just the freshman. It goes back to Dylan Sue. It goes back to Tyrese Hunter. He's got to give you more than what he's been giving you as of late. Yeah. Ever since Chris Beard's been gone, he's just not been what he could be. And having Zakai Ziegler expose him the way that he did, like that really has to irk Tyrese Hunter. Hopefully that irks him. I know he has pride. I know he's talking about all the haters. He had an Instagram post last week saying, okay, y'all talking about me. Y'all stay around when I come back. Who going to be around when I start getting buckets and start playing like I did at the beginning of the year when we saw the Horns beat Creighton and Gonzaga? We need that Tyrese Hunter, you know, and this is a game where you got three good guards coming at you, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, and Keontae George. I'm looking for the Horns to step up tonight and get them a big win. 8 o'clock tip, Texas and Baylor. Somebody texted, Marcus Carr gets into more funk than Bruno Mars. All right, there you go. He's uh, been playing well. I don't I mean. No, he got himself in. Uh, you said it earlier, but I mean, he got himself in so much trouble with that early foul, and then it becomes an early two fouls. And then it was to the question we asked last week. Oh, my God, if he can't get you 20, who is going to get you that? And it was only Rice that uh, that was able to do it. The starters did not give them enough. One thing I was going to ask you about Coach Terry. We talked about Coach Terry trying to really take the you know take this team over to get comfortable where you feel like it's him. And the last couple games we've been giving him his love for like okay this felt like we've had some fans texting us. Hey guys, I was at the Moody Center. It felt like he was the head coach. Like maybe for the first time this year. It's been feeling like he's trying to work it out. For you as a fan, Zay, what did you think about him dealing with runs at Tennessee and in maybe in other games too? Do you like the way he's dealing with, do you call a timeout? When do you call it? When do you let them try to play their way out of it? And then personnel stuff like you're talking about. Where do you think Rodney Terry is on all that right now? Um, I think he's doing an all right job. I mean, I think it's still a work in progress where he's trying to figure out the best rotations and the best lineups in different situations. Like, that's a tough thing to do. It is. But that's that's his job. That's the role. That's what he has to do. You know, I I think from game to game, you got to realize that 
sometimes you're going to have to play big and sometimes you're just going to have to play small and you can't, you know, some guys are just going to have to swallow their pride and understand, Hey, tonight might not be the minute I get, uh, tonight might not be the night I get a lot of minutes. That just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that going into Tennessee, the big man had to play well in order for them to have a chance. No one, right? all the four big men, even Brock Cunningham. Throw Timmy Allen in there, too. Yeah. Five big men from Timmy Allen, Christian Bishop, Dylan DeSue, Dylan Mitchell, Brock Cunningham. All five of those guys were awful. Yeah, you didn't need to, you didn't need to match them size for size. You needed yeah. to bring some of it, though. Right, and then go back to what you were saying earlier, the edge. When Josiah Jordan James blocks your shot and fouls you, and then says something crazy to you, Dylan Mitchell. I'm not saying you go Dennis Rodman and throw a haymaker at him, but get back in his face. Like, hell no. Right. That's kind of how it was the whole game. Just a Kai Ziegler, you know, yelling in the crowd, getting in Dylan DeSue's face when he plucked him. Uh, their old big man, big number 33, I can't pronounce his name, him getting in <laughs> Brock Cunningham's face when Brock Cunningham was the one that fouled him. Just Tennessee had a different edge. Last night, and it was kind of like an intimidation factor with the crowd, 20,000 going crazy, you know, uh, they just played with that. And it seems sometimes the Longhorns don't. Like we saw it with Iowa State, which that's when I said, Coach Terry, you needed to get that tech with Caleb Grill just completely dirty moved, uh, uh, butt checked. Dylan Mitchell on the ground, complete dirty move. That was a tech moment, but that was also a game where – they got out physical. They yeah, they, weren't the more physical team. They've let themselves get pushed around now a couple times. Yeah. They got to stop. That's the part that's got to kind of stop because this is such a physical conference. They're going to deal with games like that. One of the most famous Rick Barnes stories when he was at Texas was the game. I think it was at Arizona, I believe is where it happened. But the, the moment where he turned to the team and said, let's go pick a fight. And I think they actually lost the game, but they put up a hell of a fight. and It, was, it felt like Rick Barnes said that to his Tennessee team right before tip. Texas just didn't want to fight. No. And that's a problem. In this conference, you got to return fire. You're about to play this Baylor team that, oh, by the way, hates you. Capital H hates you. Scott Drew puts that into them and his fan base or whatever, and they would love to beat you in your place, and then you're going to play the two Kansas schools. You can't play afraid, and you can't. You got to match physicality in this conference. Yeah, and I hate saying the team played scared. I hate saying the team played timid, but – that Tennessee squad, they were just meaner. Yeah. They were just nastier. Texas was never really there. Like I, people don't, some people don't understand when I say that just New York swag that Zakai Ziegler plays with. That's a different game up there. It's Oof. the mecca for a reason. Them yeah. fools, are, they play, they hoop in fifteen degree weather. Like the day that we got out here at the uh, ATX, oh, that's good hooping weather. No problem. That ain't no problem. That ain't no, that ain't nothing for Zakai Ziegler and Marquise Noel out of Kansas State point guard for them. Who's they're about the same size. He from Harlem. That ain't nothing to those guys. That's take the sweatshirt off kind of weather. Yeah, yeah. And they, it ain't nothing. No, he was, he was so the inten- he, the intensity he brought to the game was so impressive to oh watch. Oh my god! And I was with you. I think we're talking about kind of the same moment, but there, that moment where he starts yelling at the crowd. I, yeah. I, I, I at that moment, if he could have, I would have told Rodney Terry just take his team off the floor. Like you're done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it was, you're not winning this game. I think it became 38 to 24 at that moment, and it was just the whole sequence that yep. happened. Yep. Like the three possession sequence that happens. Like Kyle Ziegler looking Tyrese Hunter right in his face, dribbles to him, and shoots the three. 
Like, it's nothing. So disrespectful, Chad. That's so disrespectful. If you hoop, you know how disrespectful that is to be a defender and have somebody go shoot the ball in your face at the 5'8 stature, came around, plucked Tyrese Hunter, got the ball, out-hustled him to the ball. Mm -hmm. Tyrese Hunter fouled, and then that's what you're mentioning, Chad. And then he just, he just yeah. yells into yeah. the crowd. Oh, I might as well just turn the TV off right there. If I <laughs> if I didn't have to work, if that wasn't a work, right. Right, I would have just turned it off and said, oh, yeah, Texas is losing this game. And then Why, What's the point of watching this? That's 20,000 people exploding at that point, and you just knew. You knew the Longhorns were in trouble. Let's see what they can do tonight against Baylor. 8 o'clock tip, 7.30, the pregame time. Quick birthday shout-out. How about this round number? This will make you feel old because a member of the Fab Five turns 5-0 today. Jalen Rose is 50, 50 years old today, Zay. One oh, the, oh, my God. One of the cleanest lineup haircuts in NBA history, especially nowadays that he's on the four-letter network and doing other things as an analyst. But, yeah, yeah, we talk about – a trendsetter at 6'8", point guard, lefty. He was good. He was underrated. Oh, my God. He really was. He was good. You talk about his Michigan days. Go back and watch that, which one thing that I do in the summer, I always just watch old NBA film, like hardwood classics and stuff. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. The 2000 NBA Finals, he was their best player on the Indiana Pacers team. Ah, the Pacers Reggie, team that lost yeah, Reggie, to Kobe. Reggie was trash. Right. Reggie then do Chris Mullen, all those guys, Mark Jackson. They were all old, Rick Smith and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they lost to Kobe and Shaq. But one guy that was killing, and he did do some dirty stuff that game by pulling the Sasha uh, uh, Pachulia on Kawhi Leonard. He did that to Kobe. And oh, kind of knocked Kobe wow, out for a little I bit. I forgot about and he that. he admits it, too. He admits, he said, I, yeah, I did it on he purpose. He messed up the landing? Yes, yeah, I did it on purpose. Wow. Trying to get Kobe out the game. We're trying to win a championship here, which I, I respect, but it's flat out dirty. The other influential thing, I did this a, a couple years ago. I started asking myself why there's so many Jalens in college football and college sports. I think Jalen Rose is the inspiration for a lot of kids being named Jalen. Do you really? I do, because I can't come up with another guy that would have – crossed over and think about those other Fab Five guys. They all have kind of generic names that were already out there. Chris, Ray, Jawan, never really, you don't see a yeah, lot I'll of that. Dude, there's so many Jalens out there right now. Go look up and down your football rosters, your basketball rosters. There's Jalens everywhere. I think it may be because of Jalen Rose. And then he goes on to be a a, a well-known broadcaster as well. Yeah. I think people just like the name, and I think you know, he's a handsome dude. Always has been. Good-looking guy. Good game. Does good job broadcasting. I think he's also created kids' names. Not yeah. the kids, but the names. Yeah, I'm with you. Some kids. I can see maybe. that. I don't know how many kids he's created. But name-wise, I think it's Jalen Rose. Who's Jalen Rose Pops? Uh um, He's like a big-time NBA player, but... I don't know. Jalen doesn't claim him. Oh, see, I never knew that story. Yeah. Okay. Crap. I should know this. Didn't know. Somebody let us know. 50 for Jalen Rose today. Uh, I'm going to feel old, so I'll make y'all feel old on that one. Why Today Matters. We do it every day about 2.30. Up next, Stems and Seeds. If you haven't heard the latest on Kellen Moore, we will let you know, and we'll get you set for Ball Don't Lie and then Texas basketball tonight on the Horn.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Vigilante, 80, so don't you ask me. I'm hungry, my body's antsy. I rip through your fucking pantry. Peeling off like a sandy, examine my orchestra. Granny said when I'm old enough, I'll be sure to be all I can be. You yeah. old Marcus can't be. Washed up, old fix your panties. I'm Mr. Marcus. You get oh, yeah, Marcus Camby didn't deserve that. Was that a Marcus Camby washed up reference? Marcus Camby didn't deserve that. Wow. All right. Um, I have a guess here. Because I, my guess would be Kendrick Lamar. That's right. Okay. Very yeah. good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Is this uh, newer Kendrick? Or? No, this is old. Okay. Uh, this is off one of his first albums. Not technically the first studio album. Before, before, before Mad, Mad City. City. This is before Mad City. Okay. This is Section 8. That's a, uh, that's a talented dude. Yeah, right song there, Ronald Reagan era came out around 2011. Classic. Where is he now? Like, where for you, by the end, when we get 10, 20 years down the road, I guess it could be a different conversation, but is Kendrick, like, is he top 10? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is he Mount Rushmore discussion material? Yeah, I think so. Because he's damn good. Every time I hear him, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. And he does something that's really tough to do. He makes rap live a complete can't miss event. When yeah. that guy is on, whether it's a you know it's a it's an award show or something like that. I don't. I've not seen. I have not seen him live, and I have not seen like a concert video put together. Every time I see him, though, he's incredible live. It's unreal. A great assault on all senses. Really bringing in the visual stuff, and then just drawing you in. He does a great job. Yeah, he's in the Mount Rushmore discussion. Okay, fair enough. Kendrick Lamar, Little John and Too Short, the Classics Four, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Led Zeppelin, Motley Crue. Maybe they're all in the Mount Rushmore discussion. Yeah. It's a legendary day, huh? I tried to throw Motley Crue in there. Just to, <laughs> that's for all the Crue fans. All right, uh, we also started the hour with a great beat from Devin the Dude, Snoop Dogg, and Andre 3000. It was a good chill beat, as you would expect. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. We're continuing to probably spend tomorrow probably cleaning up some stuff from the NFL as well. But Super Bowl 57 is set. People are shredding the head referee from yesterday's game. Honestly, Zay, I think Joseph Osai is getting a weird bit of of almost cover from the ref in this game. Like, people are hammering on Torbert today like he's the reason the Chiefs won the ball game and that this thing was fixed. I don't know about fix, but Forrest Whitaker and the crew weren't too good yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they were not too good. That eye was very wonky, and they missed a lot. Oh, did they They did miss some stuff. They did miss some stuff. The clock issue they had there on that drive was big, but the Bengals just didn't get it done. They didn't get those drives finished. I wish we had seen the first new overtime rule. And, in fact, I was talking to somebody today. Our guy Jacob in the office uh, was hoping for certain 
financial reasons, that the score would continue to go up because he felt like an over number was good. And those that had that over, oh, they love the idea of overtime because then, then it was you were guaranteed that teams get everybody gets a drive, right? If everybody gets a touchdown, then you really get more. Uh, but we didn't get to see that. All right, uh, let's get your stems and seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Lots of discussion today uh, on Super Bowl 57 as we get that set. We'll have two weeks to break that down, but Eagles win easily. Kansas City wins close. And, of course, Kellen Moore done with the Cowboys. One of our listeners says, okay, with that firing, but firing all the assistant coaches before you have another OC and not allowing him to interview them? WTF, typical Cowboys insanity. And then this text says, one down, now McCarthy's got to go. I don't think that one's going to happen before 2023. By the way, Kellen Moore looks to be going to the Chargers. And I've seen the argument out there, Zay, that now Kellen Moore will have a better quarterback to deal with with Justin Herbert. Yeah, he might have a better quarterback, but if I'm Kellen Moore, you better rent because Brandon Staley, he on a very short leash. So if you're going out looking for houses and I don't know if Kellen Moore's married or whatnot, and if wifey's like, yeah, I want to buy that, he said, hell no, nah, baby, we written because coach here is also on the hot seat. I want to know who's the voice of reason with that football team next year when they're calling plays and it's Kellen Moore calling a play along with Brandon Staley for Justin Herbert. Who in the world is monitoring that? That's going to be a crazy-ass offense, Zay. When it works, it's going to be incredible. But when it falls apart and blows a 28-0 lead in, like, week four, we're all going to rip it. And it's going to be part of it's going to be part Kellen Moore's issue, too. Yeah, because they go for a fourth and seven on yes. their own 38-yard line. And throw a 50-yard bomb. That'll be the play. That'll be what they do. Uh, all right, Texas basketball tonight. Zay, do they get the win against Baylor? Yes, sir. Okay. That's what I'm. That's We're going what I'm three hoping. straight, Chad. Th- three in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row, and beat the two Kansas teams on their floor. That's what I'm talking about. Starts tonight. Whoa, let's get right. it. Okay, fair enough. Definitely don't need to be committing early fouls. That's big. Marcus Carr got to show up. Other starters need to show up. The bigs need to show up. Let's see if they can cleanse themselves from Saturday. Play hard, but play smart. Oh, there you go. Uh, Up next, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Remember, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip, Texas and Baylor. You just keep it right here on the horn. Stay safe out there. Keep an eye on that weather. We'll do the same. Everybody get home safe.